Hey friends, welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on becoming better followers of Jesus. If you're eager, like I am, to follow Jesus Christ, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. So we've been talking about getting up close and personal with other people so that we can be a powerful witness. We can build a relationship with them. We can share truth with them because what? So many people are seekers. I mean, many times people say, how would you describe the younger generation? I would say they're seekers. They're literally like sponges, dry sponges that you put in water that just literally suck it up. They're just seeking. They're really seeking truth. It just depends on what avenues are going to be available to them, who's going to, as we saw in our passage, guide them. Uh, think about this. If, it, if Philip had not obeyed, we're looking at our passage here, had not obeyed quickly and met the Ethiopian eunuch, and maybe somebody else crossed his path two days later that was not, did not have the truth, they had a distorted view of the truth, or they were part of some false religion, how would they have guided him? Where would he have ended up at? We would never know, right? But we can kind of figure out where he would be at. So it requires that you and I get up close and personal. But the next question is just how close are we to get to unbelievers, to sinners? Because aren't we supposed to separate ourselves? Aren't we supposed to keep our distance from people that are living an ungodly lifestyle, people that we would refer to as sinners? What, is, what does Scripture tell us? Well, Jesus gives us the prime example. Matthew chapter 9, I love this. Um, it says this, and as Jesus passed forth from thence, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom. Here's the tax collector. Jesus is going to associate with him and even go beyond that and say, hey, follow me. And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came down and sat with him and his disciples. And when the other Christians saw it, when the other People in their family saw, no, when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? So here's the situation. Jesus is now sitting at the table, dinner table, of this tax collector who is already a hated person by religious people, by the Pharisees, these religious elite people. And not only that, as he's sitting there, all these other publicans, tax collectors, and the Bible refers to as sinners, obviously they live a sinful lifestyle in the open. They did this. They came, in, came and sat down with him, not only Jesus, but also his disciples. Imagine the conversations that are going on at this moment. You would like to say, well, they were with Jesus. They they would not say anything. No, these are publicans and sinners. And the jokes they were saying, the uh, wordage, the verbiage, the crudeness, the immorality, the lack of modesty, all that was going on. Because what? Lost sinners talk and act like lost sinners. I mean, what else should we expect? People that do not know better don't know to do different, right? You and I are nothing more than a sinner saved by grace. Praise God. I mean, you and I were what these people once, or what these people are, we once were like that. So I have to ask this, what attracted them to him? Think about that. Here's Jesus, the Son of God, God in the flesh. And these people were comfortable enough to come and sit down with him. And not only that, to share a meal with him. He must have been approachable. 
He must uh, not have been judgmental in his facial expressions. He must not have moved over two seats. He must not have got up and walked out. Because how dare the sinner walk in the house of where the believer's at? He must have been genuine. He must not have been scared of talking to or associating with sinners. Why? Because he came to seek and to save that which was lost. Why? Because he tells us to go where? To go outside the doors of the church into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Who are those creatures? They're sinners and publicans. And how are we going to reach them if we stay off in, at, at a distance? If we're not willing to get up close and personal? How can, how can you get up close and personal? Well, you need to share a meal. You need to go up and talk to them. You need to engage them in conversation. Let me ask you this. How can we heal the sick if we isolate ourselves from those who need to be healed? Now, the Bible does teach biblical separation. We're to separate ourselves. But the Bible does not teach isolation. And the issue is many times we have separated ourselves so far over that it becomes isolation. Ask yourself, how many sinners do you know up close and personal? How many do you associate with? Now, sometimes our work forces us to. But if you were going to go out and reach sinners, who have you built a relationship with? As we think about our Christian bubble, it's good. I like my Christian bubble. Maybe you've heard my testimony. From what I came out of, yeah, I love my Christian bubble. It's clean, it's safe, uh, it's encouraging. But I'm called to go back into where I came out of in order to reach them. It doesn't mean I sit down and do the same things that they do, that I partake of their sin. But it does mean I'm willing to get up close and personal. How close are we to get to sinners? Just like Jesus, we're to sit down, build relationships, communicate with them life on life. That's what we're to do. Many times we look at certain sinners and say, law, they're, they're a lost cause. There's no hope for them. They wouldn't want to listen. Remember, many people are seeking. They're just seeking in the wrong places. Now. Think about this, a doctor sitting in a house of, of healthy people. The house is full of healthy people. Outside the house, there's many sick people. Many people are dying outside the house. Now, the doctor sitting in the house, unwilling to go outside of the house, would be absolutely ridiculous. He's sitting there with all the healthy people while all the sick people are outside. You'd have to even ask the question, is he even a, a doctor if he or she is not willing to practice the medicine on those who need it? What about us? As we sit in our Christian bubbles with all the sick and dying people outside, are we really a Christian? While those outside that truly need us were unwilling to go to them? It's thought-provoking. You see, if we're not careful, we'll isolate ourselves from the very ones we are to reach. But Jesus gives us the perfect example that we're to get up close and personal, very close and personal. He says, we go back to our passage in Acts chapter 9. If you've been listening to our other episodes, we've been looking at Philip. We saw how he got up quickly. He obeyed quickly. He did that twice. He was able, he was willing to uh, join himself. Uh, go, he was willing to get near 
and join himself to the chariot or the, the car where this man was at. Because of that, he asked him a question. He learned where he was at, and he shared Jesus Christ with him. And as a result of him doing that, this man clearly got it. Because Philip was willing to get up close and personal, he was able to reach this man. It says over in Acts chapter 8, they went on their way, they came to a, unto a certain water, and the eunuch says, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? You see, he, he had so much, he already had so much knowledge about God, about baptism, but he didn't have the truth. He needed someone to guide him to Jesus. So what's amazing here, he asked the question, Hey, can I be baptized now? And Philip said, just wanting to confirm, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And look how he answered. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He got it. I mean, if you had witnessed to somebody and somebody said, Hey, and they said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You'd be like, wow, they got it. They weren't trying to say, Hey, I went to church all my life. My grandmother's a Christian when you ask them that type of question. He clearly got it. Why? because Philip was willing to get up close and personal with this man. Let me leave you in our last moments here with Matthew chapter 9 at the end of that chapter. We're looking at the first few verses. This may be familiar for some of you that are listening, but Jesus said this. He's going about all the cities and villages. He's teaching. He's preaching. He's healing. Verse 36, And when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep, having no shepherd. Think about this. He, he looks and he's stirred. His heart is stirred to compassion. Why? Because they faint. They're literally coming up empty. Why? Because they're searching. It says they're sheep having no shepherd. They cannot find someone to lead them. They're seeking. And as a result, they're scattered abroad searching, and they're, they're searching, searching, and they're searching so much and coming up empty that they're fainting, they're falling over. They're becoming disoriented. And see, we see this Ethiopian eunuch, he was searching, he was seeking. He said, how can I understand this except some man should guide me? He was on the point of fainting. He was being scattered abroad. He went to Jerusalem and was leaving without God again in his heart. So that's what Jesus sees, and that's what's going on in the world around us. But look what he says. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. Then he tells us what to do. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth labors into his harvest. Can I leave this with you on verse number 37, where he said, The harvest truly is plenteous. You see, the issue is not the harvest. It's plenteous. The issue is the labors. There are more people ready to receive Jesus Christ as their Savior than there are people to go and tell them. Think about that just for a moment. Let that sink in. You see, Jesus said the harvest is truly plenteous. The fields are white. That's not the problem. The seekers are not the problem. They're out there. But in contrast, the laborers are few. So right now, in your town, on your campus, in your community, in your neighborhood, in your state, in your country, in the world today, there are more people ready to receive Jesus Christ as their Savior than there are people to go and tell them. So what is the need for you and I to get up, to go, 
to get up close and personal with those that are around us. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, we would love for you to share it with a friend or subscribe so that you can stay up to date on the latest studies. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.